This is an extremely exciting guest we have on. It's a man that arrived at Celtic in 2011 and became an absolute fan's favourite through his performances for the club. He scored big goals in big matches and won plenty of titles along the way. Of course, who can forget his contribution in that match against Barcelona. Absolutely delighted to say we have Victor Wanyama on the Celtic View podcast. Victor, thank you so much for coming on. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Very good, very good. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on and I'm really looking forward to going back through some of your Celtic memories. You're at Montreal just now, but just think back to your time at Celtic. What what memories come to mind, Victor? Oh, a lot of memories, you know, you know, playing at home, those Champions League nights, and also, you know, playing the derby. Uh, lots of memories over there. Yeah, we can't wait to get through it all. But first of all, Victor, I wanted to ask you about somebody you know very well, who we're now getting to know very well here at Celtic, because Alistair Johnson is a man that joined Celtic from Montreal and he credited yourself with making the move happen. He called you Agent Victor. Um, tell us about Alistair Johnson. Yeah, you know, Alistair, what a player, first of all, and what a, what a man, you know. He's a good guy, very good guy. Uh, Besides football, he's a very good uh, human being and um, I like him as a person as well. And, uh, yeah, Ali, you know... Uh, he asked me about Celtic and uh, I told him everything, you know, that's the place to be. And uh, since then, I just couldn't stop telling him about Celtic. So I pushed him there and um, I was I was happy that he made that move uh, to Celtic. And uh, I'm also happy uh, seeing him perform uh, very good every weekend. And yeah, I still support the boys. So... I'm happy when the boys do well. Are you claiming to be his agent now, like he said? No, we, we, I know when a good player when a good player wants to leave and I know um, Celtic, they were interested in him and he had a few options. I, I will always try to push him to go to, to Celtic because, you know, Celtic is a, the perfect club for, uh, for good players where they can, you know, go and, and make uh, the... The, the fans proud and also uh, build names for themselves. Yeah, when we said to, I said to Alistair that you were going to be coming on the podcast and he told me to say hello on his behalf and he also sent me a question that he wanted me to ask you where he said, is Babsy going to grow up and be a dominant midfielder like his dad or is he still focused only on Coco Melon? Could you care to explain that? Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I remember this day that um, I, I went to Alistair for dinner. Me and my family went to Alistair for dinner. Uh, Alistair and his uh, girlfriend, they made some nice dinner and we went over. So I went over with my son and uh, my son uh, wanted to watch, uh, Coco. he loves Coco Melon, so he was watching Coco Melon and uh, now I, I, I can see why he's, he's, he's asked that question. But, you know, yeah, he's right, you know, my son, uh, hopefully he can grow uh, to be even better than me. Yeah, brilliant. So are you still watching Celtic games then? And I take it seeing Alistair play for Celtic? Yeah, sure. I, I try to to follow every game. And uh, some some of them, they are very early in the morning. But 
I still try to uh, to watch, and um, yeah, the boys are doing well. So I told him, I told Alistair to to go to the gym so that he can he can be ready to lift uh, a lot of trophies. So he was not used to that. Now he has to he has to uh, get used to it. So he needs to, uh, more gym to be able to lift the trophies at Celtic. Yeah, well, you know all about winning trophies at Celtic, so. Victor, let's get into to your time at Celtic. Can you take me back to when you signed in 2011? It was uh, from Belgium that you signed for Celtic. What do you remember about the move happening and how the move to Celtic came around? Uh, yeah, you know, there was... Uh, I remember there was, like, uh, a lot of uh, interest in, in England and, uh, and Celtic. So I think that time was, was I think Birmingham, uh, uh, QPR, and uh, Celtic. So there was when Celtic just came into my to my mind. I just said, no, I, I wanna be there because growing up in Kenya, I used to support Celtic, and there was a team in Kenya called Kibera Celtics, and they used to wear like Celtic, and I used to go watch their games as well, and uh, it, it was good. So. When I heard about Celtic, I said, uh, I don't want to hear something else. I just want to move there. So uh, when it happened, I was very, very happy and uh, I couldn't wait to join the team. What do you remember about your early days at the club and some of the teammates that you met in your first week at Celtic? I remember, you know, there were like some world-class players that time when I joined some top midfielders, you know, key, the like of key, uh, Beram Kayal. Um, Ledley, uh, Scott Brown, it was it was fantastic. Like to be in the team, uh, to be in the team in the same team uh, with those guys. You know, Gary Hooper, Influence, Stoxy, Samaras was 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 great to be with these guys. You know, and um, I I was just like you know I was just like uh, in my mind I was just like you know I've I've came here to to win something and also. To try and uh, make some history in the in the in the Champions League, maybe one day to even win it. But uh, it was a pity that uh, my dream didn't come true of winning with Celtic uh, the Champions League. But uh, I'm still supporting Celtic. I, I want one day uh, for them to be able to uh, to win the Champions League. Uh, I'll be there to to watch. Oh, we would all love that, Victor. That'd be amazing. <laughs> um, when you when you signed for the club, I'm interested. How did you find adapting to Glasgow, and particularly, how did you find the Glaswegian accent with your teammates? It, it was hard. It was hard, you know, because I, I used I was um, speaking a lot with with Jamesy, uh, Magru, uh, sometimes Tony, Tony Watt, and uh, uh, it was difficult, you know, to 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 understand them. It was very difficult, and also. Um, Adding up Paddy Macot was also like crazy because Paddy was speaking like English that I couldn't understand. Then there was the Scottish accent with with Magrew and and uh, James Forrest and it was it was crazy. So I had to like always tell them to repeat. So, <laughs> but with time, I I did understood them. It took me some time to understand what they're saying. Yeah, I think even me as a Scottish person from Glasgow struggles to understand a lot of those guys as well. So, 
did you have a an initiation when you came into Celtic? Did you have to sing anything? Yeah, I had to sing, but I don't remember what I what I what I sang to be honest. But I I did sing. Um, I remember we were when we were playing at home. We were going to camp uh, in uh, I don't know Dakota. Yes, yeah. is it Dakota? Yeah, the hotel. Yeah, yeah. I think I did I did my initiation song there, and but I don't remember which one. But I did sing there. Uh, I was hoping and I was... get a lot of. I got a lot of threats from the from the boys that time because there were a lot of funny guys. So, do you think would it would it have maybe been a song from back home, a, a Kenyan song? No, it was an English song. Yeah, but yeah, I can't I can't remember that well. But it was an English song. Yeah, what were the what were the characters like in the in the dressing room? The players you played with was there any jokers in the camp when you? Nah, when you went in there, of, yeah, a lot of jokers, man. Charlie being one, uh, who else was also a joker? Scott, Scott Brown, hilarious. Uh, and then, uh, there were a lot also party. Emilio, Emilio was a big culprit, though. Emilio was <laughs> Emilio used to get uh, a lot of snake from the boys, you know, from Charlie, uh, party. And Brownie, you know, was was fun though. <laughs> what did he get slate for? Uh, for his, you know, for his um, dressing. Yeah. You, you, he will come and find his clothes. They are, they are, they have been hung on the on the on the roof. Or sometimes they put his shoes in the in the in the swimming pool. It was crazy. <laughs> oh, they don't want to do that with you, Victor, because. You're a big guy, so I take it they didn't they didn't touch your clothes. No, at that time they were big lads, man. At that time also they were big. They were like huge, huge bodies in the dressing room, like uh, Maestro Beach. I was big, but they were huge boys. Maestro Beach. There was um, uh, one one of the uh, Lovens. Lovens. Yeah, they were a bit of big, big uh, guys there as well. Brilliant. That's great. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the football, Victor. Um, you come into the club, it took you a little bit of time to start to really feature regularly for Celtic. How did you find the first couple of months trying to adapt to the football at Celtic? Yeah, it took me uh, a bit of time, you know, to uh, to adapt because, you know, so uh, to be honest, there are some top players, like I said, some top midfielders, you know, Beram was in form, was, was great. He also was great, uh, and then you have Ledley, who was also good, play, very good, very good player, Brownie. So I had to be patient with 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 myself, and you know, adapt, and then cement my my place as well. So the places they were up, up for for grabs after, you know, I just had to be patient and training hard and waited for my time to to come and then grab the chance with two hands. I think everyone remembers your big moment, Victor, your first big moment, the game against Hearts and the goal, you scored your first goal for the club. What do you remember about that? And was that a big moment for you? I think my first goal against, uh, it was against Hearts at home, I think. Yeah, and it was it was crazy because the goal was also like, a, you know, a top goal uh, outside the, the box. And um, it ended up being a, being a, a winner 
and uh, credit to to also uh, Foster. Foster saved the penalty, you know, after they had a penalty, and uh, uh, Fraser saved the penalty. So credit to him. From that moment on, you were pretty much undroppable in the team. You started scoring a lot more goals. I remember another goal you scored against Hearts at Tynecastle, goals against Dundee United as well. Do you think that moment, that first goal against Hearts, was a real turning point for you in your early Celtic career? I would say, I would say yes, because after that, then I, I loved playing against Hearts as well, you know. I would say that. Because, <laughs> yeah, um, scoring my uh, first goal against them... Uh, uh, gave me that confidence as well and continue working hard uh, to uh, cement my place in the team. There was also, a, in that first season, a very big game which you played in in the Glasgow derby against Rangers where Joe Ledley scored the winning goal which put us top of the league for the first time and we then went on to win the title as well. Do you have many good memories of that game and also of playing against Rangers? Exactly. When we played against Rangers, uh, I played with them, most, of course, many times. But uh, what topped it off was like at home when we uh, when we beat them. I think it was like uh, three or four. Uh, I can't three remember now. well. Yeah, and uh, oof, the fans they were amazing. You know, I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear anything. You know, when before the game and also during the game, it was so loud that. I couldn't even hear. I could hardly hear. I could hardly hear my my teammates, uh, you know, talking to me. You've played in some big games since you've left Celtic, some big derbies as well. Do you think that's number one for you? That's number. I would say that was was top there, but also the Champions League nights they were different, you know. The Champions League nights they were very different, so. Uh, the W was up there, of course, but the Champions League nights also they were. There's something else. Yeah. Let's talk about the Champions League then because the first season, we win the league title and then in your second season, we have to qualify for the Champions League. We play Helsingborg, your former side, and you score against them and we qualify into a group with Benfica, Spartak Moscow and, of course, Barcelona. What was it like when that group came out? What was the feeling like? Did you did you think you had a chance of getting into the last sixteen? We were like woof, you know, you were in the group of death. But also looking at like looking around, uh, starting from 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 the players to the manager, everybody was confident, and the manager said, you know, this is Celtic. You know, he reminded us like. The club we are playing for is not a small club. It's a huge club, and it's a club that you know uh, performs well also in the Champions League. And we we should you should we should uh, embrace the you know the challenge and uh, you know go out there and enjoy. So we did that, and uh, we came up uh, you know we came up uh, uh, with with the uh, with the chance to to be in the last sixteen. Yeah. So the first game in that group we drew now now at home against Benfica. We then went away to Spartak Moscow. And one thing for Celtic in our recent history in the Champions League was away from home, we never won games. But on that night, we beat Spartak Moscow 3-2 with a last-minute header. What do you remember about that game and how important was that game? I remember that game, you know, playing away so tough uh, against Spartak 
team uh, it was so tough playing away there and i remember i think the goal was from samaras at last minute so uh, i was it was great feeling you know to to get the points away and from there you know the the, the players had uh, had confidence to confidence to to go on and seal the you know the next uh, to the next stage before we get to the home game against barcelona we had the trip to the Camp Nou, which I don't think many people were expecting us to get anything. However, we go win a lot through Samaras. Iniesta then scores for Barcelona. And for the whole match, we're thinking we're going to hang on and get a draw before Barcelona score right at the end. I mean, how horrible a feeling was that game? It must have been so painful as a player. Yeah, it was for me. For me, it wasn't even. To be honest, it wasn't even painful because we 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 fought that game. We fought. We gave everything, and uh, we knew, you know, when they coming back uh, uh, to our home in Glasgow, um, we we had a chance because what we have shown for the first leg, then uh, we could even do more. So uh, we were so close to getting a, a, a tie in in Camp Nou. But then uh, last minute as well, we 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 lost uh, the game two one. But uh, we we were motivated by that uh, by that performance, and we wanted uh, we wanted uh, to win come the second leg, which we had back to back. So like home and away, we played them the next game, and we we did the business. So it was great feeling. So going into the the home leg then against Barcelona, take us into what it was like in the changing room the week before the game. What would the manager, Neil Lennon, be like during that time? And what were the players like as well? No, Lennon was like just... The manager uh, that time, Lennon, was motivating the, the players so so much, you know. He kept, uh, you know, telling the, the players that, you know, we have what it takes to, to beat them and... Uh, how we can do it. And we worked in so... We worked like in... We worked hard in um, set pieces, especially um, corners. And uh, we 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 had like in Magru we had like a, a good set piece taker, and uh, Lennon was uh, taking these uh, set pieces to, you know, to um, kill the uh, to kill the game. So whenever we had a corner, it was like a half chance. So we we executed uh, really well and. Well, we had some decent, you know, decent chances uh, when you had set piece. So was that always a plan in training that week that if we get a corner, it's going to go to your head at the back post? We had a lot of variation, so uh, the the manager had a lot in 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 mind, and we we did work it. That that uh, set piece was a training, you know, or was it like a proper tra- uh, training uh, set piece that we did in. We worked on it in, in, in training and during the game it worked out for, for, for us. I mean, Victor, it's one thing training to get the set piece, but it's another thing against that Barcelona team to have the ball to win a set piece as well. So what were the tactics like during the week to get you prepared for that game to actually try and stop them from scoring and to have an influence on the ball? It was just, you know, it was just to like, you know, defend together, stay compact, defend together, 
attack together, you know, run for one another. And uh, we did that. We, we knew also we, we wouldn't be... We wouldn't be seeing a lot of the ball, so we had to like stay compact and, and defend and try to get counter as well. Did you were you given a, a role by the manager to man mark Iniesta or Xavi or Messi? No, we just had to stay compact because that Barcelona team was great, and uh, uh, by just trying to stay compact and maybe try to uh, run for each other. Uh, what, whatever your your teammate cannot cover, you try and cover for, for them. And uh, it worked well, quite well. Let's get to the actual game now. So before it, it's a massive celebration for Celtic. 125th anniversary. There was so much on the match as well. Of course, the, the stadium was, was full with a big display going on. When you were in that changing room beforehand, did Neil Lennon have a a motivational speech for you? Did he have anything planned to get you up for the game? Yeah, he, he, he told us, you know, he told us like, you know, look at the look at the crowd out there, you know. We at home, we shouldn't forget that. The the first leg, we have to remember the first leg, we were we were a bit short, but we give everything. So tonight we have to give everything and we, we need to come back in this dressing room smiling and having the getting the, the maximum points we we'll, Will be good, you know, to give us the the edge to be in the next uh, in the next stage of Champions League. So that was that's all, that was all about uh, him, like talking to us. So, what do you remember about then walking out the tunnel and seeing the stadium with the whole display? I remember walking out of the stadium, you know, and I couldn't hear anything. It was just loud, it was loud, and everybody was up on his feet, you know, nobody was sitting and it was just unbelievable atmosphere. So then the game begins, Barcelona have lots of possession, but we get the corner that you've all been working on and training all week. The ball comes into the back post and there you are to head it in. Describe what that moment was like and how you felt. Uh, oh my days. Uh, so, yeah. As I said, Charlie just crossed the ball uh, perfectly on the back post, and I I raise up, uh, I I go above uh, uh, Daniel Alves uh, to score the goal, and one I was trying to run on the corner where the sixty seventh uh, supporters they are, and I saw like I looked up and I saw like the stadium, uh, literally the people are coming down like like they're gonna fall in the on the pitch and. I changed direction and go back uh, on the back of the of, of the goal. So it was a, a great moment, and seeing that was just uh, amazing. Like the 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 crowd went crazy. Is that one of your favorite goals in your career? I would say so because you know uh, we were the we were like one of the teams. Only us in Madrid managed to beat Barcelona that season, and uh, to score against them. Uh, with their team, with that team that they dominated Europe, oh, was even was even great. So then, tell us what it's like for the rest of that match because I was there, and I can remember just constantly looking at the clock and seeing time move so slowly as Xavi, Iniesta, Messi, David Villa all passed the ball to one another. What was it like to play against those players? Was it 
the hardest job in the world in that midfield? It was so hard because we were just trying to like see how the game defend and that day we trying to stop them but they just keep on coming but also we had the we had the we had the Foster there saving everything as well. He had a big night also. And uh, while we were defending, you know, trying to trying to uh, see out the game, Tony just uh, uh, finished the game. So after that goal, we were we were pretty sure we could hang on and you know get something out of that. When Tony what scored, or when you, when you saw him going through and goal, first of all, what were you thinking? And then when he scores, is that the loudest you've ever heard a stadium go in your life? <laughs> exactly, you know when. When I saw Tony running like on the side, you know, one v one, and with uh, with the uh, Mascherano, and he just moved the ball. When he was about to shoot, I was thinking like, oh, let it go in, you know. And then when it was in, uh, everybody like we were very tired, but everybody sprint like crazy to go and celebrate. So when he scored, we were we were really, you know, we were really happy, and uh, we just had to go back and you know stay behind and try see the game out now. You must have got a little bit nervous like the rest of us, Victor, when Messi did score in extra time though. Yeah, he did score, but they did score, but they scored very late. And uh, we said now, it's, it's now like we have to, to stick, uh, they get to stick uh, together and uh, try defend and the game should end like this. And uh, it was pretty hard, but we managed to do it. Take us into your mind then, what you were thinking, what was going on when the full-time whistle goes. Try and explain that. It was, it was, it was so difficult, you know, when, the, when I had the whistle of full-time, it was so difficult to like even believe. But uh, I looked at the crowd and I said, no, nah, this, is, this is where I want to play. You know, this is where I want to, this is where I want to play and this is why I play uh, this type of games and... Uh, I wanna, you know, I wanna compete for 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 forever uh, uh, in the games like this, and it was it was so nice, you know, the support from the from the Celtic fans it was immense. Like, you know, it doesn't matter who you are when you come to uh, Parkhead, yeah, you can get beat. Only the fans, also the the amount of uh, uh, of uh, support that the amount of um, motivation they bring to the to the players is is enough to uh, to to give you guys like uh, you are it's like you are ahead already one zero just having the fans there is like you are ahead one zero so it was great you know the fans they were always great and it was nice to see them celebrate uh, at full time as well was it nights like that Victor that just made you fall in love with Celtic even more and make you realise how special a club it is and was? Yeah, but, you know, I knew the club was special even before, you know. I knew the club was a special club, you know. Always, you know, uh, the club did uh, a lot of a lot of work, humanitarian work. The club was like, it was like a family for, for me, you know. They took care of players very well and... It was unbelievable, you know. Not only in football, but also outside the outside football, they were they were amazing. Their people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very very true. Um, we then qualify Victor for the last sixteen. I think you missed the last game 
against Spartak Moscow um, where we qualified, but that was such an amazing moment. Chris Coleman scoring the winning penalty as well. Were you at, at the stadium? What, what what was the reason why you were out for that game? Yeah, I was so nervous. I was at the stadium and I was suspended, I remember, and I was at the stadium. I was so nervous and uh, to see the boys do their job was, was great as well. But I, I was so nervous watching that game. <laughs> are you more nervous watching the game than you are when you're actually playing in it? Yeah, I think watching more watching than, than play. <laughs> Could you watch Chris Common's penalty? Because I remember Neil Lennon had to turn around because he couldn't watch it. I, I did I yeah, I did watch Chris Common's penalty because I knew uh Chris, you know, he had like a hard shot. So I I had confidence in, in him that he will he will score. So uh, watching it was, was unbelievable. He hit it with power and uh, was great seeing him also score. Yeah, obviously we get to the last 16, the games against Juventus, which didn't go our way. But what was it about Neil Lennon and about that group of Celtic players that managed to get big results in Europe? Like, What was so special about that team? That team, you know, we had like, we had a group, uh, good group of, of players that they wanted to to work hard and also to uh to um make the fans proud and uh we we gelled well you know as a group we had a good group as well you know everybody wanted to give everything and uh, we pushed each other and then you have you know also Scott Brown if you have Scott Brown next to you uh, you just want to he he went a mile for for everyone and when I see him, I also wanted to to kill for him because, you know, he he was he was doing that for 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 everyone for the team, and uh, whenever I see him go crazy, I will go crazy as well. And I wanted to fight for 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 him as well. You know, uh, and someone like we were backing each other up. Like when someone even opponent tried to touch one of one of us, we will go like after him and. That's what uh, how the the team was like. The spirit of the team was also high like that. You know, nobody will touch. Nobody can can be touched when we, we are seeing. You can't touch our teammates when you we are there. You know. Amazing, yeah. I mean, you, Victor, during that season in particular, developed so quickly, and you just became an absolute powerhouse in the middle of the park. You could do everything. You could battle people. You could score screamers and I remember one against Dundee and one against away to St Mirren and you were just had you were just a full package at that point um, how did you develop during that time at Celtic what were the main reasons do you think behind you becoming such an improved player from when you started at the club uh, because you know getting pushed by my my teammates and also working hard you know um, the manager there uh he 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 made us really work work hard and uh, he made us aware like you know like Celtic Celtic is a, is is bigger than uh, than what we thought you know and um, we were always fighting for 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 uh, everything you know fighting for our pride fighting for the clubs uh, you know such um, status and uh, we wanted to. to to, to create memories, you know, because, you know, uh, we knew um, 
Celtic have uh, there's uh, uh, people before they have they, they made history by winning the the Champions League as well and we wanted to create also our history and that's why we were we were you know working very hard and uh, also that's where I I got to to improve as well you know every day you know it's a different day and you have to always you know work hard and improve so I was trying as much as uh, as possible to try and learn and and be better in my game and what I could improve I I always where I could improve I always like uh, uh, try to 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 ask or my, my teammates will help me and then I will always improve in any anything that I was lacking in my game yeah you say you always trying to improve I did read an interview before with Scott Brown who said that he was so confused that you were so strong because he never saw you in the gym did you never lift weights? Because, I mean, Victor, you're one of the strongest players that have probably played for Celtic. Uh, I've never been I've never been in the gym. I, I wasn't going to the gym. I've never been to the gym and that was just me like that. And uh, I didn't like lifting as well. So <laughs> that was just... Uh... One thing that probably did help you, and I did read this in an interview, that... It's a good protein source, but you're you were addicted to chicken. Is that right? Were you you're always on the search for chicken when you were in Glasgow? No, when I was in Glasgow, there was a place that uh, I went and uh, I had Nando's. I was I loved Nando's, so from there they 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 knew that this guy loves chicken. But uh, Nando's was good also. After training, I used to pass there and yeah. Did you get a Nando's every day then? No, not every day, but uh, maybe. Uh, two, three times a week. What's uh, the, the big question when it comes to Anandos though is what type of spice are you getting? Because you can judge someone by the spice level. I was, I was like uh, spicy, you know, full spice, you know. Okay. I wasn't, yeah, mild was not good enough so I was going like uh, a lot of uh, spicy. <laughs> and another thing as well, Victor, that probably you've been asked lots of times before in terms of food is your love for spaghetti. Is that still something that you love? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. You know, when I was joining the the, I was joining the Twitter. I was joining Twitter, and uh, I went out to 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 have uh, pasta, spaghetti. So I tweet about it, and uh, it was great, though. It was great. That that place was 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 dope. When I come back to Glasgow, I'll try to go back there again if it's not closed. Uh, do you remember what it was? Where the place was? I was just in downtown, but I can't re I can't remember. Uh, if I see the place, I will know. Okay, okay. Hopefully, hopefully one day you come back and we can try and figure it out where it is and get you back there to get your famous spaghetti. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Victor, at the end of that season, obviously you then leave the club to get back to football and away from spaghetti. Um, just talk to us about your decisions behind leaving and to go join Southampton, why you felt maybe that was the right time in, in your career? I was 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 tough also leaving because you know I didn't wanna I didn't wanna leave, but you know uh, at the other hand, you know the club wanted to to also you know um, to uh, we say the club also wanted to like you know cash in because there was it was a good deal, 
and also you know uh, i speak to to the manager the manager uh lennon also did want me to leave but he said you know uh it's a it's a good deal and you know listen one day you never know one day maybe you go there and one day you you might also you know come back but for your career also it it can be also a good thing you know to go and play in premier league and uh it was difficult move but uh i was happy as well for the club to to you know get the fans also to to uh get other other players so uh, i was living with a heavy heart but also uh, like i'd say mixed reaction and also happy uh, the club that got uh, the club got some some money you done pretty well since you left anyway. You were superb at Southampton. You then go to Tottenham. Superb there as well. You're part of a team that reaches a Champions League final. I mean, that must have been pretty special. Yeah, you, you was okay. You were special, you know, to be in the Champions League final. Uh, although we came up short, but uh, still, you know, uh, we did well. And um, I always, you know, I always uh, give credit to... to uh, to Celtic for for making me also uh, the player who I am to today until today and uh, um, yeah I I was um, I will always be a big fan of of the club and uh, still follow the club and uh, supporting the club. So Victor, what we always do to end in an interview when we have someone on Celtic View podcast is some quick fire questions. So first of all. Do you have a favourite story at all, maybe from any of your teammates? Um, yeah, I remember, you know, in Charlie, you know, uh, took Emilio's clothes to the swimming pool and he, uh, he put them in the in the swimming pool. So I remember that was a joke go, like, it didn't go uh, down well, but it was a bit funny because Emilio went home with the tra- uh, training kit. I thought you were going to say he went home in wet clothes. But... No, he went to training kit, so he had to like go and dry clothes in the... <laughs> at home. Following on from that, who was the biggest joker in the team? The biggest joker has to be between uh, between uh, Charlie and uh, Brownie. I think uh, I think Charlie, Charlie. Okay. Yeah, a, a few people say Charlie. Um, what is the best goal that you scored for Celtic? I will go. I've, I've scored some nice goals, but I will go uh, Barca. Yeah, yeah. What about in terms of a strike? Because you scored a few long-range shots as well. Yeah, I've scored a few long-range against Hearts, against uh, Dundee. Uh, but uh, just that Barcelona hit different, man. Yeah, that, that is... I think that's a very good answer. No one can disagree with that. Um, who was the best player you played alongside at Celtic, would you say? Oof, the, everyone, you know. Uh, Scott Brown. Scott Brown. Yeah. He, he had everything. Yeah. He had everything, you know. He could score, he could dribble, he could defend. He just had everything. The mm-hmm. passion. Good answer, good answer. Um, what was the angriest you saw a teammate or manager go during your time? Well, the manager said, Leno. I had, I was, we were playing the, we were playing um, semi-finals in, uh, in Hamden. And uh, I was, I was like sliding every time. And 
in the second half, uh, the manager threw my shoes. Lennon threw my shoes to the bin. He was like, he looked at me, he said, bring my bring your shoes, I want to see. And then I throw the shoe to him and he looked down and he threw it in the bin, like shouting like, why are you playing with this? You sleep every time. Oh, I was like, oof. Ah. Yeah, not a man you went across. Um, what's, what do you miss the most about Glasgow? I would say, uh, uh, I guess, I tried I guess, you know. I tried it and I liked it, so I miss, uh, I miss it a bit, so it makes me miss Glasgow. Okay, so we need to get some... I don't know if you can actually send haggis over to Canada, but if we can, we need to get some haggis sent over to you. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. Right, send your address and we'll get it sent over. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then finally, Victor, um, when you look back in Celtic, what's your, what's your best memories? What stand out? Of course, the Barcelona game, but is there anything else as well that stands out from your time? Yeah, lifting the trophies, man. Always, you know, winning, winning the trophies, always was my standout memory. Brilliant, that's great. Victor, it is indeed, that is what football is all about. Victor, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I don't know, maybe you just had a, a final message to the, to the fans that are listening. Yeah, just keep on, you know, supporting the, the, the boys, you know. I'm always behind the team as well. And, you know, um, we we are proud of, of uh, what the boys they are achieving now. Uh, hopefully, uh, this season also they can win everything again. Brilliant, Victor. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It's been an absolute privilege and it's been brilliant to go back through all those memories and I hope you enjoyed it as well and all the best for the rest of the season. Uh, thank you very much. Thanks That's for having me.